you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So um, this week on the podcast, we're kicking off a series for the next four weeks, looking at some famous prayers that we were kicking around and we thought it'd be a good time to do. We're going to do some four famous prayers that uh, maybe you're really used to, or maybe they're prayers that you've never heard of before. And, and so this week, we're going to kick off uh, the series with a really great Wesleyan prayer called the Covenant Prayer in the Wesleyan Tradition, which can be found on page 607 in the United Methodist Hymnal, um, and, and like anywhere else you Google it. Um, <laughs> In a lot of different ways, too. Um, but we're going to be looking at the one in the hymnal, um, just for good reference for those of you that are United Methodists that may have a hymnal at home, or, uh, or maybe you're a pastor and you're listening to this in your pastor study. Um, and so, Zach, I'm going to let you kick that off by reading that prayer. So, Zach, will you pray that prayer for us? Of course. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt, rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for thee or laid aside for thee. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and thy disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. So Matt, as you hear that prayer and hear those words, what resonates with you the most? Um, there are three lines that it seems like every time I pray this prayer, get me every time. And the first is that um, first line. I am no longer my own, but thine. Um, I, I would translate that as I was reading it, because um, obviously this is not written in a language that I necessarily use. I mean, it's English, but it's not like the English I speak. Um, but um, I'm no longer mine, but I'm God's. And that's very powerful for me because it centers me and it reminds me that I am God. Uh, I'm God's um, child and that I'm not my own self. And then I surrender myself to God. Um, and that's like, it kind of rolls into that. And so then like the second line um, is that let me be full and let me be empty. And, and it just touches me every time that the idea of being um, full of God, but then let me also be empty and, and giving myself um, and letting it be a continuous flow of giving myself and being refilled and just, and, and that always sticks with me is, is that whole idea of those things, just that constant flow of being full and being empty, being full and being empty, and you never hold on to it. And, and, and to me, that's like a thing in faith is that like, we have people that when they like reach a certain point in their faith, they want to hold on to it and they don't want to stress themselves and they don't let themselves go or they don't let themselves be open. And, and so like they hold on to it and they, they become stagnant water. Like if you've ever se seen a pond, um, if a pond doesn't have circulation of water, it gets nasty and it just like, it's disgusting. Like you don't ever want to go in that pond. You want a pond that has a consistent flow of water. 
and to me, when I think about like that whole line there, let me be full, let me be empty. It's that constant stream of letting God work on you, but you're not just holding on to that place where you're at with God. And then um, that whole idea um, of really this prayer does center us in our relationship with God. And that is really a covenant. Like I love when I do a covenant service, whether it's at the first of the year with um, my clergy um, friends and colleagues, or if it's at, um, you know, in church when we do it, um, we usually do it once a year, but I don't do it at the first of the year. I kind of move it throughout the whole year because um, sometimes it's always a good remembrance of that. Um, and so I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Like those three things really touch me every time I pray this prayer. I love this prayer. This is one of, this is definitely a go-to prayer for me. Um, like I, we were talking about, I actually have a copy, a small little copy of it in my wallet. Um, Cause it's a prayer that I constantly pray. Um, and I, um, I'm not like Adam Hamilton, you know, Adam Hamilton talks about how he prays it every day. I don't pray it every day, but I definitely pray it a lot of days. Yeah. Well, and, and that's for me. Um, I think, I think this, I think the stuff that sticks out to me, um, <laughs> the put me to doing, uh, put me to suffering. I'm a, I'm a busybody. I like to do all the things. Um, and, and so that sticks out for me just in the sense of here's who you've called me to be. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this stuff. Um, and then that put me to suffering part is that reminder of even while we're doing this thing, whatever it is we're doing, it's going to be hard. Um, the things that God calls us to do, whether it's uh, ministry, whether it is um, ministry in the context in which we, we live as, as teachers or, um, you know, business people or uh, uh, moms and dads or whomever, right? Uh, whatever we're called to be doing uh, or whatever we are doing, um, it's hard. And uh, that, that put me to suffering is, is not, um, for me, is not a invitation for, for God to have us suffer, but it's an invitation. It's a reminder for us to remember that it's hard, uh, the things that we're called to do. Um, and then I really, I really, really like the line, I freely and heartily yield all things, uh, partly because it's really hard. Um, but the, the idea that we freely uh, and with, with full hearts, uh, give over what we have to God, um, and, and remember that these blessings we have in this life. And, and so those two, those two lines really are what ground me, uh, in this prayer. Uh, I also really like the so be it line, um, just as that, <laughs> kind of cherry on top of here, here I am crying, uh, crying out, pouring out my heart in this prayer of God, let me be all of these things and flow through me. And so be it. Um, let this resonate throughout all that I do. And, and like I said, this is, this is probably one of my more, like, this is one I use a lot. And, um, and, and the other prayers that we're trying to talk about, those are prayers that are, I mean, I, well, the Lord's Prayer, obviously, every Sunday. And um, when I do my prayer meetings and stuff like that, like, I love the Lord's Prayer. And we'll get to that when I, we talk about that prayer. Um, and, and I love written prayers. Like, I love because they center me. Um, and, and, like, this is one to me that is always special. Um, 
I mean, I didn't grow up Methodist, so this isn't like something that I ever like, you know, um, I'm not like those Methodists that look forward to that, you know, start of the year Wesleyan covenant service. Um, but now as a clergy person, like that's the one service when we do that, um, when we do it at our clergy orders, the first clergy orders of the year, like I cannot go without that. Like I need that with those group of people. And I remember the one year I've missed clergy orders was when we were dealing with mom and I missed that, I missed that service. And so that day, even though I was with my mother, I remember praying that prayer in my mother's room just because I needed that prayer. <laughs> um, and to me, that's what these prayers are. Um, I have more, I probably have just as many prayer books as I do theological books because I love prayer. Um, I love um, written prayers. I wish I could write prayers. I, I'm, that's not something I'm gifted with but I love reading them. I love praying them. I, I, I've, I've, I've tried to shift our congregation to, um, instead of telling people to say this prayer, you know, say the Lord's prayer, pray this prayer, like, and try to be more intentional about it and try to make the Lord's prayer, not that monotonous thing. And this prayer gets that too. And trying to get people not to pray this prayer and, and any of the prayers that we pray in our, in our sanctuaries or online or however you're doing worship now to pray them. And, and just to pray them at a pace that is, um, uh, that can flow on you and through you. Like, I, I just, like, th to me, that's like these kind of prayers, the, the prayers we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. Like, I'm really excited about the conversations we're going to have with these. Um, but I want to encourage people to, like, read through these and, like, let them sink in on you and let them, see, and let them work on you. Yeah. And we were talking before, uh, before we hit record in, in just the different ways in which we pray. Um, and, and like Matt said, we're really, really bad about, um, reciting prayers. Um, especially the ones we know this one or the Lord's prayer or any others. Um, sometimes we fall into that trap of going through the motions and just saying the things. Um, I'm really, really, I like pre-written prayers. I like prayers and things like that. But for me, it's more of the, of the embodiment of presence uh, in, in how and when I pray. Uh, and so when we do something like, like pre-written prayers, like the Wesley Covenant Prayer, or the Lord's Prayer, or any of the other couple we're going to talk about, um, it's if I'm not present with the words, if I'm not present in the moment with the people that we are there, that I'm there with, uh, or just even with myself alone, they just become words. Um, and so for me in that, that goes for just prayer in, in general, if I'm not present in that moment, whatever I'm saying doesn't matter. doesn't resonate. doesn't, um, for me, doesn't do anything. Uh, and so prayer for me has become this very physical embodiment of presence that I may not be sitting down to intentionally pray these words. Um, but if I'm present in the moment, they resonate through my heart uh, and through my soul and come out as, as a physical embodiment of prayer of just being present with my kids or with my church or uh, with myself uh, in those moments. And so uh, that's, that's where I've become with prayer um, or come to in prayer in, in things like the Wesley covenant prayer. Uh, when we're present in those moments, those things resonate out and when we do pre-written prayers or things like that, when we're present, we'll find that different lines 
uh, different words, different moments speak to us in those times rather than every time the same ones, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we're waiting for them, uh, like the climax of a movie or a joke or something like that. We're waiting for that one thing. And if we're present in that moment with those words, something new pops out at us and uh, warms our hearts because we're Wesleyan. Um, <laughs> but I think that's, but I think that's something to keep in mind as we go through these pre-written prayers. It's kind of like Lectio Divina when we, when we reread the same verses over and over again, uh, different points in our life, uh, or even just different, different days of the week, right? Yeah. What, what is sticking out to us then? And let us not ignore that so we can get to our favorite part. Well, and I think too, it's, it's, um, you know, I, I shared that there were three things I really love about this prayer, but like mm -hmm. they're, um, they're ones that seem to speak to me every time, but that doesn't mean yeah. that like every time I read it, it, it speaks to me, but of course. like, I like the idea of being present when we pray, like in, and in inviting people, like we don't do a good job of inviting people to be present in the time. Um, and, and so like, I want to encourage you if you're a worship leader and you do written prayers, like if you do liturgical prayer stuff, make it prayerful don't make it um machine style yeah there's uh, something different in authentic and manufactured right? yeah. yeah and so like even though the prayer is manufactured um and it's pre-written out like i mean our service is designed that way mm -hmm. But if we have the embodiment of the spirit right. and we invite people in the presence, it doesn't matter if you're doing it live stream or in person yeah. or in the parking lot, um, inviting people in to pray um, yeah. and having an attitude of it uh, the, goes the, a very long way. Right. The, the, the moment can be authentic where everything around it is built into that moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so, that manufactured, but yeah, just the, the authenticity of. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I like the last line. And we'll end with this. <laughs> and the covenant, which I've made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> like, I, I, when I pray that part, like, I just like, all right, so we're setting in this in stone. Just, so be it. <laughs> gosh, it always makes me think of I am a bill. <laughs> <laughs> for me, like I it's the that whole idea of ratified. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so we have to vote on this now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like because like, if we do, I don't know if I'm gonna win this one. Um, such a it's such a Wesley way to put things. And it, you're <laughs> right, it's that old English. It's you know, yeah. we don't talk that way anymore. Uh, and and there there's been some really good takes on it, um, mm -hmm. uh, and and I appreciate those takes. But I have to be honest; like I really like praying the traditional prayer, and I don't know why it speaks to my soul. And maybe because I'm got an old soul. Um, well, yeah. it's you know it's like anything else that we do that's that's pre-written, the Apostles' Creed, things like that. When we change uh, Holy Catholic Church, Universal Church. Uh, for for people who grew up with uh, the traditional reading, it just doesn't have that same punch yeah um and and it does you know but it doesn't and so it's it's how we connect with those words so um we want to encourage you to check out our website at beardedtheologians.com from there you can check out all of our social media uh connections um you can buy a really cool um you know buy a bearded theologians mask and wear it like crazy um 
I mean, or, um, and it protects, you know, your neighbor. Um, and, and that's what we need to be doing in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, you know, we want to encourage you to pray. Um, and, and that's one of the ways that we'll get through this together is if we all pray together um, and, and just be centered in God's presence. And so um, I want to thank you for listening. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out. You're no, listening. I'm not okay with the recording. <laughs> this is definitely going uh, the outtakes. This uh, is you're... why we can't have nice. <laughs> you're listening to the. Wait, hold on. <laughs> okay. All right. I had to do three.